following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? This is Talkin' Cowboys. Streaming live from the Dallas Cowboys World Headquarters at the Star in Frisco. Hand off, Elliott plowing to the goal line. Barry, sacked by Lord. Prescott keeps it, and he bangs it into the touchdown. A busy week ahead for the Dallas Cowboys from Oxnard, California. Practices each of the next three days and five of the next six as training camp rolls on here from the West Coast, presented by American Airlines. And we are talking Cowboys. Kyle Yeomans, Mickey Spagnola, raising his hands because he got a sunrise bike ride in today. And then Rob Phillips as well as... Well, it's, uh, it's the start of the sprint, I guess, of this week and the marathon, really, of the NFL season. We're just underway. But, Rob, I mean, this is a crucial week for a lot of these young guys on the roster. What are you looking for as we head into practice number four today? About to get to some good stuff. <laughs> we got one more practice, I believe, without pads today. And then, yeah, Wednesday is everything. All the questions we get about guys, I, I think you have to, you have to couch it with where they are right now in practice. Starting Wednesday and then leading up to that first preseason game, I think the evaluations hold a little more water when you're seeing guys not tackle each other, Mick, but just a little more physicality and more more like real football when they're in full pads. Put those pads on, yes. right? <laughs> yes. Let's see what happens. And um, Yeah, it'll be interesting. You know, and One of the things that um, I like to point out is you know, when you play in underwear football, uh, wide receivers are real bold going over the middle, yeah. right? Now let's see if they have any anxiety that knowing that when they catch the ball or try to catch the ball, there's somebody that's going to knock the snot out of them, especially going over the middle. And these guys have been running over the middle carefree. So well, they're not going to get the snot knocked out well, of them but anyway they'll get here. hit. They'll get <laughs> hit. Yeah. I'll guarantee. Little wake-up call. Guy, yeah. it is. Look. Guys that have numbers like 14 and 15 and 16 and 17. How about 17? Yeah. Elite Turner. Elite Turner. He'll start getting hit, you know. <laughs> They're not hitting 13 and 88 and, and, and 19, but these other numbers, that's fair game. Uh, and then the other thing today I want to see is, you know, after you um, have a day off, how do you come back lethargic or are you ready to go? Because – We've seen that here before where you get a day off or two and it's almost like being on vacation, right? And you come back to work and you're like, oh, okay, i got to get back in the routine. Well, there's no walkthrough to get back in the routine because mm -hmm. they have the main practice in the morning. So it'll be interesting to see how attentive they are or if the coaches have to work hard to get their attention. Well, and you've also mentally just looked three straight practices. That has not happened mm -hmm. um, this camp, and I'm not sure it's happened. Well, I guess it happened in OTAs, but now with pads coming on, you got to get your mind right because that, this is kind of the start of a mental grind here with three straight days and in pads, and that game's around the corner, you know. And it's it's probably going to be most young guys playing, but it's that's an opportunity for guys to stand out on this 90-man roster. Coming yeah, up. we're now into single digits until single digit days, I should say, until the Cowboys do travel to Canton. I think that's a great point that Mick brought up about the lethargicness of, of what could happen today. This may not be the best practice we've seen so far from the Cowboys if they're not if they're not careful. You got to go back out there. You got to have that same kind of energy intensity. Dan Quinn, of course, has been doing that on the defensive end. But 
is this a good thing for the Cowboys that practices five of the next six days, kind of get not only into a routine, but just out of the pitter-patter start and stop that we saw from the first really week of camp? Yeah, no, absolutely. And, you know, you get your regeneration day on, on Friday. It's mandatory, right? Mm-hmm. It's in the CBA. Uh, how many days in a row you can practice. But, yeah, you know, get get into a routine. Get into the grind and and, 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 you know, see if guys – see, what happens a lot of times in practice is you'll see Rob mentioned uh, 17, Malik Turner, right, mm-hmm. the wide receiver. Had a good day the other day, yes, right? Yes, he did. Okay. He's had a good camp. Now, can you do it two days in a row? You know, you can't mm-hmm. just flash and then the next day you fall back to, oh, who's that guy, mm-hmm. right? So now you got to put these practices consecutively uh, it, together uh, if you're going to make an impression – on this, on the coaching staff, and there's a lot of young guys that you know. We we see somebody flash, and then the next day is well, where'd that guy go, right? Um, so, um, yeah, this will be a really telltale stretch here. I think these next three days. The other thing too is when Mick mentioned the number of young players, eleven draft picks, a lot of undrafted rookies, mm-hmm. guys that are in their first NFL training camp. When the pads do come on. Okay, we want your intensity, but we also want to protect each other. Keep everybody up, nobody on the ground. Um, there's a reason Dak Prescott was ho- held out of team drills in the offseason because they wanted to protect him. So let's be, let's be intense, let's get our work done, but let's protect each other too. That's, that's, when Jason Garrett was here, that was a message to the young guys when the pads started was just, you know, let's, let's be, we're teammates here, let's be careful. <laughs> stop, and stop me if I told you guys this before, but, you know, 30-some years ago when they had training camp practice in Thousand Oaks uh, a lot of a lot of those years early uh, in the kind of the late 70s early 80s they would bring the rookies in two weeks ahead of time hmm. and and kind of get their exuberance out of them that way when the veterans come in you're not sitting there going okay I'm gonna lay that guy out right I got to make an impression and and they would they <laughs> kind of tire him out a little bit yes, early. <laughs> and they would come they would come in here with all their draft choices and you know back in the day they were drafting 16 rounds and they would bring in all these free agents and they'd bring them in early because there was really no off season. So that was the start of the season, mm-hmm. and they'd, they'd work them out and start weeding guys out. You know, I could remember um, Cliff Harris talking about, you know, when he got signed as a, a rookie free agent, and they told him, yeah, he was the number one guy, and, you know, and he's going to be one of their top DBs, and then he gets to training camp, and there's 20 DBs there, you know, yeah. and it's like, wait, I thought I was the guy, <laughs> yeah. you know. And, and they did the same thing, a wide receiver. Drew Prison will tell you the same thing, getting signed as a rookie free agent. And you show up and, oh, there's 20 other rookie wide receivers here. Uh, so they used to try to do that. And I remember one year um, they had signed a, 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 a somewhat of a veteran running back. So it had been 1990, Emmett's, Emmett's uh, rookie year. Uh, and uh, Stan Smigala wipes out that veteran running back that they brought in and tore his ACL. And it was a cheap hit on the sideline. But it was like the first day pads Mm -hmm. were on. And it's like, yeah, you got to get that out of these young guys because they're all trying to do something to gain some attention. So, um, yeah, but it's good now. They've had this lead up, and when the pads come on tomorrow, they'll at least kind of been, uh, you know, 
acclimated to for, for a couple of days yeah, you throughout right. and that'll be something to watch i think throughout the early parts of of today's practice and then of course tomorrow whenever the pads do come on but we've mentioned the wide receivers and kind of the extra confidence that some of these young wideouts have had over the middle of the field and having some success we saw dalton schultz have a really nice day malik turner osirius mitchell a lot of these young wide receivers fighting for a roster spot trying to challenge guys like noah brown cedric wilson below the top three wide receivers but i want to flip it to the defensive side of the football the safety position has been on and off right now they haven't had the pads on like we've said so they're at a disadvantage already however the Cowboys after a couple practices said hey let's bring in another veteran that we've already looked at already decided against in Malik Hooker and let's at least try him out and see what's happening now Jerry talked about it the other day Rob one what did Jerry say about the current situation of bringing in Malik Hooker a former first round pick a safety to maybe challenge for the starting job at safety and then is safety that big of a concern right now his comments on Malik Hooker were brief I mean he's not signed yet so he mm -hmm. said you know if he is signed to your point he can bring some experience to the group uh he's got their required COVID-19 protocols for coming in and working out and possibly getting signed so I think they're almost through those mm -hmm. so in the next day or two we might hear him being signed and, and it sounds like they're very interested in doing that because of his experience you know he's they brought him in in March and the same time as DeMonte KZ and they signed KZ because I think probably they felt better about his medical situation in addition to the fact that he's been a Dan Quinn guy in the past but Obviously, they like what he did in Indianapolis, Hooker did, uh, and a former 15th overall draft pick yeah. coming out of college. So I think the biggest thing that stands out is what does Mike McCarthy always talk about? Dan Quinn, too. Taking the football away. That's, that's the one part of the defensive identity, Mick, last year that they kind of got going uh, was forcing turnovers. Malik Hooker, when he's healthy, has done that. And mm -hmm. I, think they're, I don't think they're panicking about the safety position. But they're looking for competition, and, and, and really in that aspect as well. And I think he can bring that if he's healthy and if he can get back to where he was a couple years ago. Yeah, and I think that uh, I think his five-day protocol is up, uh, so I think they can work him out today because okay. they haven't worked him out yet. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, and when they had him uh, in the spring, my understanding was he wasn't ready. You know, he, he tore his Achilles last year, uh, and he wasn't ready to go. Uh, so they're going to see f physically where he's at. Um, you know, and let's face it, you know, he, he ain't been sitting there for three months and saying, well, I'm waiting for the Cowboys to bring me back and no. work out. No one else has touched him, right? Um, so uh, I think they want to see where he's at. Um, and then physically, and I don't think they're panicking at safety. They're just saying, hey, this guy was pretty good when he was healthy in Indianapolis. But let's remember, he missed an entire season, I think it was 2018, with yep. a torn ACL. And then he missed last year. He tore his uh, Achilles uh, September 20th. Um, he missed some time in 2019 and, as well. Right. And, and so, you know, you're right. A former first-round pick. Yeah. Um, you know, he's got seven interceptions in his career, so I'm not going to go crazy. Oh, this guy's a ball hawk, whatever. But <laughs> – he, he he's a he's a classic free safety yes, type that can is. go get the ball. And I think what they're yeah. looking for is okay. Let's see if this guy's better than the other guys. It's mm -hmm. not like oh these guys are terrible. We just need to bring somebody in. So we're at a consensus here that this is not a panic signing. Yeah, no, this is I don't this is a so. depth signing if anything. Because I I mean I even asked the question. I think it was 
Mickey that I was asking you to at practice the other day is outside of KZ and Jaron Curse is the next guy up. Do you feel comfortable with that being your free safety combo or your safety combo in general? I don't necessarily feel that way. I feel like there's a really thin spot right now at the safety position, and I think this could help out. It doesn't necessarily mean he's going to be the starter, but if he comes in and plays significant snaps and is able to have a rotation where you're not afraid of letting something go over the top of your defense, I think it's going to help out a lot. And then you would think they've already talked about this with his agent, about <laughs> this is what we can afford. You're not coming in here to get rich. Making money, right? yeah. You, you, yeah. You're going to be on a one-year deal, maybe two, but the second year is probably going to have some sort of option in it or mm-hmm. something like that. Uh, and you're not going to make much more than the than the minimum veteran minimum, uh, and you might get a little bit of a signing bonus. But uh, yeah, you're not coming in here to be rich. But again, <laughs> you don't have a job on July 27th, right? No, nope. you can't get too choosy. <laughs> no, you, you know, cannot. Right? When you know there's 31 other teams out there that got 90 guys on their roster and no one knocked on my door. <laughs> Think back to the first week of training camp last year. Aha Clinton Dix just demoted mm. from the first team to the second team, didn't make it out of training camp. I think, I think they're looking at that from, look, we want depth. I think when that happened and they decided that, you know, he wasn't going to be a fit and they were kind of counting on him being a fit potentially when they signed him, they were left with some issues depth-wise at safety last year. And, and they and, haven't overspent to sign KZ. Nope. They haven't overspent to sign J. Ron Curse, and they haven't overspent to sign Keanu O'Neill. So uh, I would imagine this guy's you know not going to break the bank here because there's much left in the bank no. uh, under the salary cap. Well, fans are clamoring for them to spend at that position, <laughs> and they just haven't they haven't done it. You know, they've, there they've, hasn't really been availability out there with some high name safety free agents outside. I mean, I guess names, sure. Yeah, Earl I mean, Thomas is out there. The, we got that, but yeah. that was a while back, and he's a different player than he was in the Legion of Boom. Different, different yeah. story. There hasn't been that big name safety that's been on the market to be able to spin like that. I, but yeah. there have been quality veterans that maybe have some injury history. Yeah, history. yeah. And look, they were fortunate last year that Donovan Wilson just kind of, I wouldn't say came out of nowhere, but I don't know. I don't think they were expecting him to be this viable starter last year. And they were lucky he came in and, yeah. and played as well as he did. And I think to a certain extent, they're going to count on him to be a starter again. Um, yeah, you know, they. to me... Safety is an important position. It is a position where, especially in today's NFL, if you can have a guy that can be a matchup problem and you can move him around, I think there's value there. If they can be better in the front seven, though, front seven, pass rush, your linebacker's better, that'll help the safety position. That'll help the cornerback position. So, you know, find some, find some veterans who can come in and compete and, and be solid at that position. So Solid. Let, and, and, and let's put it this way, from safety Tell me I, I, your position. I'm trying. I'm trying to rile him up. Put 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 me your position priority on defense, and then tell me where safety comes in. I know it's it ranks right. last pretty for you. far down, right? Yeah. So if you tell me I didn't get to the Super Bowl because of my safety position, I think you've had other problems. So I'll yeah, disagree. Yeah, you but can, you can you can if, look if you find a good one, boy, that's great. 
But I don't think you have to just break the bank to, to, to fill the safety position. Give me a guy that's solid, that doesn't make mistakes. See, but they haven't found that guy yet, and I think that's the biggest well, issue for Cowboys fans is that guy have. hasn't Jeff been around. Heath, Jeff Heath was good. He was serviceable. He serviceable co- is a great word for it. He didn't cost them games. No. The, they, the, the, what cost them games last year, what did they have, 31 sacks? Go yeah. go spend money on a defensive end. No, I, I don't disagree with you there. I do think they've had opportunities to address it. They haven't. Tyron Matthew went somewhere else and kind of helped transform a defense yes, in Kansas City. I mean, it can that position can be valuable. Um, but th- look, they've looked to address other spots. You know, I'm okay with addressing pass rusher and defense defensive tackle. I was fine with that. Defensive line spending mm-hmm. three picks on that linebacker. Spot, I'm good with it. Yeah, yeah, linebacker fine. You know, and maybe Israel can can develop into a, a safety at some point. I wouldn't expect that this year, but maybe in the next couple of years, maybe he can develop into a guy that's part of a rotation. He certainly has a foundation for it. Yeah. And he looks the part out there. He's running with the threes right now, Israel Mukwamu, who we're talking about right here. So maybe he does fit that mold, and he kind of works his way into that. But I think he does, like you said, have a, a long way to go. But we mentioned the defensive tackles. We've got a fan question surrounding those D tackles. How does the interior of the defensive line look so far through camp, and have they improved upon 2020? We'll hit that next when we come back on Talking Cowboys. Honey, big news. Gary, are you okay? Oh, I'm not Gary anymore. I'm Jackie Flash. What? See, I want the latest smartphone, but the best deals are only for new customers. So to get a new customer deal, I changed my name to Jackie Flash. Okay, but the best smartphone deals at AT AT&T are for everyone, new and existing customers. That's huge. Then guess who's getting a deal? Is it Jackie Flash? Jackie Flash. It's not complicated. At AT AT&T, our best smartphone deals are for everyone. Restrictions apply. Visit att.com for details. New Dr. Pepper Zero Sugar. You deserve it. I do deserve that. You deserve decadent flavor without sugar. And a day at the beach without sand getting everywhere. And a relaxing bath that your children don't interrupt. I deserve all that? It's really just a visual metaphor for Dr. Pepper Zero Sugar. Everything you want, nothing you don't. A visual metaphor on the radio. I do deserve that. Dr. Pepper Zero Sugar. The zero you deserve is finally here. Before there was a draft, you could size up a cowboy by three simple factors. The crease in his hat, the bend of his brim, and his unbending attitude. A man Stetson didn't just protect him from what life threw at him. It projected a rugged, unstoppable spirit. Stetson hats are still American-made with pride right here in Texas. They're still the unofficial crown of all self-respecting cowboys. And Stetson is proud to be on the field with America's team. Find a retailer nearest you at stetson.com slash cowboys. There's nothing as unique as our eyes, which is why Essilor pioneers ways to make lenses as unique as you. Verilux for super sharp vision, Essential Blue for protection, and Crizal for freedom from glare. Three cutting-edge solutions in a single unique lens. So whatever your needs, insist on Essilor. Visit your local Essilor experts and find the perfect lens for you. See more. Do more. Essilor. Back to Talking Cowboys. Whether you're watching from home or you're cheering in the stands in Oxnard, California, you can see every exciting play with your Essilor lenses. Book an appointment at your local Essilor experts and see what Essilor can do for you. See more. Do more. Essilor. Shout out, Isaiah. Talking Cowboys. Yeah, Isaiah. He'll be here soon. He'll be here soon alongside Heckma Harrison. You can catch those guys, by the way, on Hanging with the Boys, right? 
Yes. Back home, they're doing yes. a good job. Heckma hosted yesterday, which I heard was a lot of fun for so him. So you could see more with those glasses. See more. Better yeah. peripheral vision. Or? And do more. And do more. And do more. Essilor. <laughs> see, we've got this down. <laughs> Mickey's got to get a, a pair like of Essilor it. lenses. Okay, we've got some fan questions. Chris is getting ready with the sounder in the back because it's time now for some fans on the 50. Fans on the 50. Boom. As always here on Talking Cowboys, we're going to start things off with Stingray. He asked a great question the other day. Very simple one today. Any comments on the defensive tackles? Of course, they're going to have a lot of eyes on them. Mick, anything you see sticking out with the interior of that defensive line early on? Ask me after tomorrow. <laughs> okay. When the pads come on. Okay. It's a little That's premature. That's very fair thing But to what say. they're doing right now on the first team, they've got Carlos Watkins out there. Uh, along with Neville Gallimore, and they are really high on Neville Gallimore. Uh, he was one of the guys uh, that won the off-season workout award, um, and, and evidently he is really uh, all in on trying to get better. And remember, he ended up starting, what, the last eight, nine games last mm -hmm. year? Yeah. Uh, and there was a reason why he did that, because he, he really improved. And, it, and again, here was a guy that you probably had high hopes for, no offseason, no preseason, uh, and, and just kind of got thrown into the fire, right, like all the rookies did last year without any lead-up. And it took him a little while to get going, and understandably – because he was kind of playing a different position than he played at Oklahoma. Yeah. At Oklahoma, they were in a three-man front, and he was playing defensive end. Mm -hmm. uh, now he's in where he should be at the three-technique defensive tackle with a four-man line. And uh, I, I'm expecting big things for him. But, again, let's put the pads on and see what happens. I mentioned him the first show out here that I think you can mark him down as a starter. That's how they feel about him. That's what he showed last year. I talked to him at minicamp back at the star and he said I'm, I'm trying to be dominant I'm trying to be a dominant player they think he's got that skill set because he is a good athlete at that position and can, and can be one of those pressure player disruptive guys inside um, I'm with Mick I mean I think offensive line defensive line pads help you tell the story a little bit better but Osa Digizua had a sack or would be sack in practice an on, impressive one too on, yeah on Where Sunday blew up the offensive line yeah you know he's he, I'm, he's one I really want to watch in the preseason and when the pads come on in terms of can how much can he crack the rotation? Can he be a guy that gets 20 snaps in the rotation as a rookie per game? I, I, I think that's possible um, because he's, he's also got some flexibility. He can kind of play along the front. So he's one in particular that I want to watch for sure. Reminder, Osa Digizua was, was taken seven spots higher in the draft than Gallimore just a year later. So... Mm -hmm. I mean, they probably have similar expectations going into it. Now, you forget about Odigizua and just how high he was taken because there were 11 draft picks through this draft class, whereas Gallimore was the third. Odigizua was also the third, but still some uh, pretty high hopes on their end. And one thing, one more thing on, on Neville Gallimore, even with the limited access that we had last year with players, I got a chance to talk with him at the Senior Bowl. Got a chance to talk with him over Zoom after the draft. And then I had a chance to talk with him the other day when we, we showed up here in Oxnard. And every time I've talked to him, I've seen a considerable difference and a considerable raise in his confidence. And you can see it just in the way that he talks and the way that he's been around other people. And now that's different, of course, because he's had more time to talk to the media and he's been around this team longer. But if that's something that translates to the field, which I think it will, 
that's something to watch out for for a guy like Neville Gallimore. And let's not forget Bohanna. Yeah. Uh, and, and he would be the type of guy that you got to see him in pads and, and, and see just what he can do in the middle of the line uh, to kind of hold up. And, you know, what impressed me with him in, in, in the minicamp and OTAs was the fact we're talking a 6'4 guy that's 330, or at least that's what they got him listed at, that moves like he could be a tight end. So yeah. I like the fact that he's got good feet and, 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 he's, and he's mobile at that size. So when the pads come on, let's see what, if he can make an impression uh, and her, earn him some snaps. When they drafted him, I, just, I immediately thought of Don Terry Poe. Just immediately thought mm. because just a, a huge guy inside who can help plug the run. And, and create you know create less space in the run game. Poe did not do that. No, you know he's done that yeah, throughout don't, his don't, career. Don't compare. I was about to, to say you're digging a grave do for that. Bohanna right now. I'm not making a direct comparison. I'm <laughs> okay. saying what the the role is. And okay. I think I think and Mickey's point is right. Like he's for his size and he's been listed at different weights throughout his college career. I think he's like you said 330 here. 360 was one listed yeah. weight at Kentucky. Whatever he is, he doesn't move like that. one one less. Meal when he when he, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. When he, he ate a salad once. He's yeah. he's not a tree stump. This guy can be active. He's a good on that defensive line. Yeah, yeah. So I, I I'm be interested when the pads come on what what he does. If he's not a tree stump, what was Don Terry Poe? Don Terry Poe was was basically a broken down refrigerator. Okay, could, I was about to say, could you could we say it on air? I think that's a pretty good one. Okay, here's Ernie switching things to the offensive side of the football. He asked. This offense has struggled with slow starts in the past. Have you been able to see, and this isn't just really around training camp, but have he you been able to... He means in individual games, I'm guessing. Correct, in games. Have you been able to see the differences and areas of growth of Kellen Moore's game when it comes to tempo, execution, and situational football going into his third year? I don't know. That might be overthinking it. I don't disagree that they've had slow starts, even mm -hmm. when Dak's been healthy. They've, it, and I don't know if I can put my finger on it. Why? Um, but they have had trouble going back to 2019, kind of getting out of the gate. It's not every game, but it does happen. I will say situationally what we've really watched the most is, is the two-minute stuff, mm -hmm. and I think Dak's been really good there so far. Um, I think all, all three quarterbacks did a nice job in the two-minute mix the other day. Danucci did. did really well. Where it Danucci, was, <coughs> and and Danucci was working with the seconds too. By yes, the way. because mm -hmm. Cooper Rush has the back spasms, but it was a situation where – it was either a tie score or they were down by two with minute and change left, had to drive the length of the field for a field goal to either win it or tie it. And I think all three quarterbacks, they stopped the drill by the time they got in field goal position. So it was, it was, a good, it was good work for all three quarterbacks there. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, you know, slow, I, when he said slow starts, and, and I guess he meant in games. Games, because correct. The first five games, they averaged 32 points a game. <laughs> so – you know, I don't know what happened in the first quarter, but, you know, uh, if they didn't have slow starts, they might have averaged 40 a game, I guess. <laughs> good point. It's a good point. Maybe that's something that Kellen Moore can work on. Speaking of Kellen yeah, Moore. throw for touchdowns right yeah, away. Yeah, there you go. That, you uh, that's see some 60-yard passes right out the gate. Point of the game, right, is, they, is yeah, find the end zone? They did have some games playing from behind, and, they, and a lot yeah, of they, some, did. A lot and they had turnovers. Turnovers, yeah. 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 Uh, Emilio asks, any new updates for Amari Cooper and Demarcus Lawrence, their possible return dates. I believe Jerry spoke on this, right, Mickey? Uh, Jerry said after Arizona, um, Demarcus Lawrence can go out there and play a game right now. 
Okay. I watched him do his rehab uh, this last practice, and he's he's running like his hair's on fire, uh, doing all the drills uh, and moving really, really well. They're just being overly cautious with him, uh, knowing that he doesn't need these mini camp practices. You know, you didn't have him in mini camp before. He doesn't need mini camp practices. When the pads come on and they feel like it's time uh, to go, he will be ready to go. We'll see on Amari. Uh, I at least saw him. Um, what day is today? Monday. Tuesday. 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 So Sunday, he was out on the cords. That was the first time I'd seen him on the cords. It's always a good sign. He might be able to do been doing that and just didn't do it when yeah. we were around. Yeah. Uh, but again, I I think with him and he's pretty particular. So I think they're just being cautious with him too. But. Uh, I think by the time the season starts, both guys will be uh, ready to go. And I think almost everybody that they put on Pup uh, should be ready. You know, it's hard to know on Golston when you have a hamstring like that. Yeah. Um, but and, uh, and Tristan Hill, too. And Tristan Hill. Yeah, not sure there. They, he, look, he, he was working hard yesterday. I mean, uh, uh, the day before, because uh, he was working out with uh, – with Lawrence and he was doing all the same stuff Lawrence was doing and he was running really hard and he's all in. Here's kind of their thought I think on Tristan Hill. They got they got these defensive tackles, yep. right? You got one that you put on pup. Now, do, do do you want him competing with all these other guys that are fully healthy or do you say, you know, I don't want to cut any of these guys. Maybe I leave him on pup for six weeks, and, and then by time the six weeks are up, he'll be even further removed from his torn ACL. I'll probably have an injury or so along the way, and Most then I can, I can activate him. Um, so I think they look at Tristan Hill as being in their, their hip pocket. Right now, he's almost like an unofficial reserve. Yes, is basically what they're going to use that pup list as, and I think there's no rush to get him back out there. And like you said, with the the amount of defensive tackles that we've already spoken about, I think it is without. Something. And we didn't even mention well, Brett Urban, right? Brent Urban, yeah, yeah. Well, he's look. Tristan's also 300 pounds, so coming off an injury like that usually takes a little bit longer mm -hmm. than it would for a Blake Jarwin. So. Want to kind of switch this back over to the offense really quickly. A couple of questions coming in about Connor Williams taking the backup uh, center reps yesterday and maybe being that reserve center should something happen to the starter, Tyler Biotish. Is there a possibility, and this is from Scott, by the way, is there a possibility that Connor Williams could move to the starter spot at center and then maybe a Connor McGovern who played really well down the stretch last year move into the starting left guard spot? Any I, chance at all? I don't see that. No, I think I, I think they're looking for Joe Looney's replacement in house. Tyler and Biotish is good. He is good. He's good. He was better than Joe Looney. <laughs> so was that, was that poking the fire again, so, Rob? I think so. <laughs> you did it this time. Not I me. did it. Yeah, I thought you or, did it. Or, you mentioned or, Joe or, Looney. Our, I mean, our buddy here when, that asked when, the question when, did it. <laughs> when, I mean, do these guys watch the games? He was a, he he had won that starting center job after Looney went out with his sprained knee, and then he got hurt, right? Yeah. And then he missed four games, and then, you know, by the time you get back in the swing of things, it's two more. And I think they just thought, look, for continuity's sake, we're going we're gonna to leave uh, Looney in there. This kid 
would have won that job in the offseason if Easy. there was an offseason. I completely agree. Freak thing, too. Didn't he hurt his hamstring in warm-ups in against warm-ups, Pittsburgh? In warm-ups. Yeah. That, that, was, that was 2020 in a nutshell. So I, I don't want to, to ridicule Scott. I think he does probably watch the games, and he's probably not hating on yeah, Tyler Biotis don't by any means. Fans. Yeah, I mean, Scott's just asking a question. I didn't see his name question. come up Goodness in that question. Gracious. So, <laughs> but... <laughs> The, I think maybe the concern that, that Scott may have or maybe even other fans out there is the availability. Connor Williams was the only player on the offensive line, starting offensive line, to play all 16 games last year. And at, if out of all of your offensive line... And coming off an ACL. coming that, Which is extremely important. Out of all the offensive line spots, what's the most important to have a rapport with? Center spot. Center. Yeah. Got to have a rapport with center. So maybe that's some of the thought process that goes into that question. But he I agree with you, both of you. I don't think it's ever going to happen. I think Tyler Biotish is the guy. I think it's his job to lose. You just and have I think to have Connor a Williams backup. Is that left guard. You have to have a backup at center. They don't have a backup right now. They've had Connor Williams focusing on guard. Yep. Or Connor McGovern, fo- excuse me, focusing on guard. Uh, Brandon Knight is focused on guard. So they've maybe they've got that position set up. Yeah, they don't have a backup center. And what tells what's interesting about this though is if it works out, and and it's it's an adjustment period for Connor Williams. He didn't really play the position ever. Mm-hmm. Um, they he said after practice coming out of college, they looked at him as teams looked at him as a tackle and a guard. Um, so there's an adjustment there. See if he can do it. But it tells me they're willing to, you know, switch two positions in the starting five if they have if to. They need they're, to. Which tells me. Maybe they're open to doing what they did last year before Zach's injury well, at right tackle, right. if but, needed, but, or left tackle. But answer this question. If, if it's not him, who's the backup center? Uh, and don't tell me Forniak. It's not. Well, it's, it, it would he be, be next? I think, I think week it, one. But he is. Braylon Jones was the other one. Yeah. Yeah. Rookie free oh. agent. Connor they McG- don't have anybody other than Biotish on this 90-man roster that took a snap at center in the NFL last year. I know. That's, yeah, that's, that's, that's why, what's worrisome. That's why, with that question, it's Tyler Biotish's job. There's no question exactly. about that because of what they haven't done at that position. I, Connor McGovern played it at Penn State. He, he could play center. For whatever reason, they're leaving him kind of at guard, letting him focus on that. But the last but, time he did that was four years ago. I know. I'm just – hey. We're just digging down here. Who, what, who's, who has snapped a football? Yeah, they I'm have. giving you names. Oh, yes, gosh. I know. I've snapped a football before. Um, I, I have too. <laughs> Get in so, there, Mick. My, there my we go. shotgun snaps didn't go five feet oh, over gosh. the guy's head. Goodness gracious. I think week one, you see Tyler Biotish as the starter. Connor Williams is the backup. And I think after the Cowboys go and get a win on the road at Tampa Bay on that Thursday Ooh. night, that Friday, I think you see 73 getting the call. I think Joe Looney will be in there because by that point, there's no guaranteed veteran deals along the way, and maybe that's what they're waiting for. What maybe think, that's Mike? what they're waiting for. I think he, as long as he hasn't eaten himself out of uh, opportunity uh, and, he's, and he's ready to go, uh, I think it's a possibility that they look like go. he's in their hip pocket if they need him. I think that's exactly the thought process right now. All right, I've got a game for you guys when we come back on the other side of the break. It's a little this or that. I'm going to give you some questions. Do we have to drink beer to do this? Uh, if you want, Can we? get some Miller Lights. That'd be great. I Chris? feel like there's got to be something around here. Chris, let's hook it up when we come back here on Talking Cowboys. Hi, I'm Clint Tillerson with United Ag and Turf. 
Before you can park yourself in front of the game, park yourself in a John Deere and power through your chores. Our Land Run package is a 1025R, 25-horsepower tractor with a loader, rotary cutter, and a box blade for $229 a month. And the price you see is the price you'll pay. No surprises. So don't miss another kickoff. Visit unitedagandturf.com. Offer ends February 1st, 2021. Restrictions apply. See dealer for details. Now let's get to work. The Cowboys way. Where 16 Hall of Famers and five championships shows us what success looks like. Where turkey is always the second best part of Thanksgiving Day. Where we are all defined by one single thing. The star. Where we as fans know it's our job to keep the tradition going. Bank of America is proud to be the official bank of the Dallas Cowboys and to support the quest of living life the Cowboys way. Copyright 2020, Bank of America Corporation. Want to use what the pros use? How about the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys, Jack Black? Right now, you can get the Jack Black Starter, a curated collection of Cowboys locker room favorites for just 10 bucks with free shipping. The starter includes four Jack Black skincare favorites plus a full-sized intense therapy lip balm. Go to getjackblack.com cowboys and use the code word TEAMJB. That's getjackblack.com cowboys. The Jack Black Starter, 10 bucks. Free shipping. Honey, big news. Gary, are you okay? Oh, I'm not Gary anymore. I'm Jackie Flash. What? See, I want the latest smartphone, but the best deals are only for new customers. So to get a new customer deal, I changed my name to Jackie Flash. Okay, but the best smartphone deals at AT AT&T are for everyone, new and existing customers. That's huge. Then guess who's getting a deal? Is it Jackie Flash? Jackie Flash. It's not complicated. At AT AT&T, our best smartphone deals are for everyone. Restrictions apply. Visit att.com for details. Back to Talking Cowboys. Don't miss your chance to see the Cowboys at AT AT&T Stadium this season. A limited number of single-game standing room-only tickets are on sale. Now get yours today at dallascowboys.com slash tickets. The Cowboys returning back to AT&T Stadium week three of the NFL season and get a chance to uh, start on the road this year and plenty of time until the regular season. But, man, we are right in the thick of things here in Oxnard, California. Rob Phillips, Mickey Spagnola. I'm Kyle Yeomans. i got a this or that game coming up for you guys. Oh, Mickey loves games. Mickey, yes. you want to go first that's then? Why I, since that's you're why so I eager? asked. These are like things you do at the bar when you're drinking beer, yeah. right? You yeah. play these games. He used to play these with Broadus, and he had the best time. Oh, Let's that's play. fun. Let's do it. Okay, what unit can have the biggest jump from last year it better to be this the year? Defense. <laughs> well, no. Okay, so, so specific position, position groups. Oh. Yes. So I'll give you five. I'm giving you five choices. Defensive line, cornerback, running back, Offensive line linebackers. So four of the five choices are on on defense. So can or needs to can. Like, can. How about most likely to have the biggest jump from last year to this year? Most likely linebacker. Why is that? Because they drafted one in with the twelfth pick in the, <laughs> in, the in the draft. It's pretty good. Do you think that will happen? You think it will be the biggest jump? Yeah, I think so. Because Leighton Vanderus is going to be healthy. Uh, and there's going to be a lot of competition on who's going to be on that uh, on those top three. But if 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 Micah Parson is on the field where he will be, uh, they'll make the biggest jump. Okay. Offensive line. Why is that? Because everybody's healthy, healthy right now. <laughs> I would say offensive line can and will needs to. Okay. Defensive tackle. They've got to be better on the interior. 
defensive tackle. That's why they spent all those draft picks. That's why they signed Brent Urban. That's why they signed Carlos Watkins. Mm-hmm. Uh, that that was a huge emphasis in the offseason, and that's you know they really need to be more effective there, specifically against the run. Yeah, you can't be 31st again against the run in the NFL. You can't do that. That's not a not a thing. Okay. So 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 who you got? Oh, I got. I would actually agree with you on linebackers. Okay. I think because uh, I I do think Leighton Van Der Esch will have a healthier year. Hopefully. Everybody on forgets. That wood again. He was a Pro Bowler. His He's rookie very good. Year. Very good. And before that he hadn't got hurt. happened uh, in like forever with the Dallas Cowboys to have a rookie linebacker go to the Pro Bowl. And he's got a chip on his shoulder. They declined his fifth-year option. He's got to find a way to either, one, go into a contract year with a good season, or two, try and stick around and get a long-term extension. So either way, I think he's got a, a chip on his shoulder. He's got a mentally focused offseason behind him because he even talked about that a little bit, and I think he's somebody that could take another jump. And I think the rotation with Micah Parsons and I is going to help that out as well. And I think they got him playing where he belongs on the weak side. Yes, I agree completely. All right, what positions – have the best odds for regression going the other way. Who do you mm. think uh, could see a little bit of a downgrade this year? I, I put <sighs> I put four here. You can add one if you want. Quarterback, wide receiver, safety, cornerback. Um, it's kind of tough, right? Because I feel like on paper you feel like you've improved in a lot of spots. I yeah, it is tough. I Maybe don't think, safety? I don't think there's anything that just – Sticks out. Safety is going to be worse than last year. That's what I'm saying. Like, that's kind of what that's, I was thinking. Is it's got to get better, uh, and, and really, even those positions at corner, uh, you drafted a guy in the second round. Yep. You had some injuries. It's it wasn't season ending, but Anthony Brown missed half the season. I feel like you have depth there. Yeah. Diggs should be o- better. Awuzie missed almost the entire season. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I talked to Trayvon Diggs. I asked him the other day about things that you. You see, he said he missed some opportunities. He said, "I got my hands on 14 balls last year and only got three picks. Not good enough." He said he got. He said all of them were, in his mind, interception-worthy type plays. And let's see how Nashawn Wright plays with pads on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, but, yeah, agreed. But they might be better. Name the what were your, the four options again? So I put quarterback, wide receiver, safety, cornerback. Well, quarterback, if number one doesn't stay healthy, yeah. You know, there's another position. Who's the backup? Yep. That's kind of why I put it there. I'm not necessarily saying Dak's going to see a regression. That's the only thing I could see is if yeah. there's injuries. Uh, corner, they've got to be better. You know, they got to be healthier. They need Kelvin Joseph to step in and be able to play. Um, that might be the closest one. Or or safety just because we just talked about it first segment. There are questions about who's going to start yep. and how's that rotation going to look. And if Donovan Wilson doesn't have as good of a year as he did in 2020, then maybe that safety spot is a worse Worse off than yeah. they were well, a year ago. How could it be ago. worse? I mean, who? <laughs> it was it was pretty bad, but who, it could definitely get worse. Just trying to answer the question. <laughs> who did they? Who did they lose? Um, Xavier Woods. Oh, they did. Yes. Yeah. Okay. And and I, I and I still think he was underrated. Yeah. He, he was misused last year. They were playing him like a a, a linebacker in the nickel defense. But he should have been. In, he should have been deep. Wilson should have been the box, the box safety. And instead, they flip flopped him and, a lot, and, and they were using him as a linebacker at what skinny, two hundred and fifteen pound, maybe twenty two fifteen, maybe yeah, he was, he was maybe under two hundred. And, when and, he got and the other team's playing two tight ends, and he's playing in the box. Seriously, I can't disagree with you there. Okay, I'm going to move on to this final question. The Olympics are happening right now. 
It's been a hot topic of conversation. I watched the women's uh, volleyball. I did last too. Night. It was a big win some, over China. Some girl named Tops, Thompson Thomas. is Thomas. Oh wait, Thompson. no, it was Thompson. You're Thompson. right. Thompson, unbelievable. Yeah, she was nuts. She can go up. She got these long arms, and when she goes up to spike the thing, man, she's not missing. No, they swept China three straight sets, and China's defending champion. Nice. How about yeah, that? Right. I'm up yeah. on my women's volleyball. You got a USA Olympic shirt underneath. That's the right. Cowboys don't flash anybody, but <laughs> I mean, you got the you've got the shirt on underneath. Show it. us so, that six pack, Mick. Who? Ooh, there you go. That was from Actually, the London we, Olympics. Brad and I bought these uh, 2016. The 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 mall. The when you went to London? Camarillo. No. Oh, okay. They were, everything was on sale because the Olympics it was were four over years by ago. Then. Yeah. yeah, four years after that. Okay, who would be on your podium for best Cowboys of all time? You've got three minutes to tell me why you got a gold, silver, and bronze. Best players ever. Yeah. Ever. Just for fun. I just I, well, if you want to find a different topic, you can. I find mean, one, it's but. pretty. I mean, you're, if it's you're, easy, tell me. You're going to say Roger Staubach, right? Yep, and it's the gold, right? Unless you want to argue with Troy Aikman. You got Heath on there? <laughs> Jeff Heath? You got Heath on there? Maybe he's a bronze medal winner. <laughs> the goat. the GOAT. David Elman, shout out. Yeah, goodness gracious. I would I, I'd put Roger. Uh, yeah. Bob Lilly's got to be on the podium. He was he's, my bronze. He's, he's Mr. Cowboy. I'd put him bronze. I'd put Roger... Gold, well, and I'd put Emmett silver. That's it, my exact yeah. three. How did it turn out in our little poll? Uh, I actually went back and looked at it. Roger was one. Bob Lilly was two. Emmett was three. Aikman was four. Okay. Yeah. That's that was uh, pretty good, but I flip-flopped Lilly and Emmett. That's that's my only change. I put him as silver. When I voted on it, I had him silver, too. I missed you, the poll. I didn't see the poll. You voted on it, didn't you? Yeah, it was no. a while back. It was like oh, last it was year. a long time ago. Oh, I yeah, thought, the top I 60 meant, of all time. That was like the 60th anniversary thing. Oh, I thought you mean you put it like a Twitter poll. Oh, no, 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 no. Okay. Yeah, it was yeah. top 60. Yeah, Roger Emmett Bob. Yeah, Roger Emmett I agree. Bob. Good with that? I think I had Roger Troy mm. Emmett Bob. Oh, that's pretty good. I'm Troy, okay with it. You can, you you can, can substitute Troy and Roger, right? I, I think I mean, it's they're – I mean, it, it's a default, right? You go to Roger, but I think there's an argument there. There is definitely an argument. Roger's the most Super Bowls there. Yeah. yeah. Captain America, all that stuff. I mean, people somehow, even, you know, when it started coming to the uh, Pro Football Hall of Fame voting, just take Aikman for granted. He was good. He was good. And they weren't there without him. I guarantee you that. I don't care if they had Emmett and Michael and that offensive line. If Troy's not there, they were not there. No doubt. Just simple as that. Well, he's fourth on the list right now out of the ones that we've mentioned. He's not like 14th or 15th. No, no, it's I didn't like say he's, that. He's, he's up that's to why I said he was second, too. and that's why that's I said okay. it's a good argument, him or Roger. Well, there you go. I love that. I just kind of wanted to pick your brains yeah. for a little bit. I haven't been around very long, so I'm trying to see where I stand up in well, my thought you're process. Catching up I'm trying. I'm trying to get there. But that's going to do it for us here on Talking Cowboys. Busy week ahead. We've got practices in each of the next three days, five of the next six. We'll be back on Thursday to break it all down for you, and then again on Saturday. For Rob Phillips, Mickey Spagnuolo, I'm Kyle Yeomans. We'll see you next time on Talking Cowboys. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah!